1: If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: is he? Yeah, uh, yeah,
3: he's all right. I mean... Uh, he, he meowed all the way to the vets and then he weed on the vet as per but thankfully because she's so used to him peeing on her she had a stick ready so she 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 tested him
2: oh do you know give him a break he's 18 isn't yeah he, but, yeah, he is
3: but she said he's got a, he's got a urine infection however um, although he's going a bit deaf and he's got his dementia progressing as well for those people
2: that are wondering we're talking about Annie our, yes, cat. our cat yes our <laughs> cat <laughs> yes.
3: uh, but yeah no she said he's doing really great and yeah. had an injection for his UTI and yeah I think he should be okay
2: We're the Speakmans. We're life change therapists, authors and TV therapists. We're also happily married, but Eva does have this really bad habit of not putting lids back on anything properly. So we get a fair number of dried up food and smashed jars.
3: Yeah, well, you're not perfect. You've got selective hearing and worst of all, you have got the worst habit of telling really bad jokes. However, 29 years in, we're still the best of friends though, which is a good thing. Uh, And together we help people overcome various anxiety disorders. So that could be panic attacks, OCD, body dysmorphia, health anxiety, social anxiety, or maybe even a very specific phobia. By listening in on what others have overcome, our approach, and a bit of clever theory too, we really hope you'll feel able to make a change in your
2: life. So go on, head over to that cosy corner of the house where you won't get disturbed, snuggle yourself in and get ready to listen because this is Making the Change.
3: Uh, But yeah, it wasn't his best, it wasn't his best day. He doesn't like going to the vets Uh, and it's really funny because he shouts all the way there. And then when you get him back in the car,
2: after. Never says a word.
3: Never said, but that could be because he's peed on the vets so he thinks, yes! Yeah. I, <laughs> that was a, a, good, a good ending for his, uh, his day out at the vets. But yeah, he's doing good.
2: But it's amazing, isn't it? How many people we're here, you know, that come to our clinic and they've had bad days. Mm. And as a result of that, they believe they've got a bad life.
3: But some people can have a bad day that leads to a bad life because. They haven't dealt with that one day. And it's almost like look, that time stands still on that one day when something went wrong and your life carries on, but it's almost like you're not connected with it because it's like you're almost trapped in that time when you had this issue or this bad day and you're kind of dragging the weight of that one day around. And you might not even And you've lost
2: it. sight of it. You've yeah. lost sight of it, which is completely the opposite, Eva. I don't know if you've ever considered of the evening news. You know, you turn the evening news on and they say, good evening. Yeah. And then they just explain every reason why it's not a good evening with all the news. It's they- <laughs> <That's laughs> right? So it starts off good and ends uh, up bad, right? So yeah, yeah. a lot of people, the other way around.
3: Yeah, but I mean, a bad day shouldn't be a bad life. Yes. That, that's the top and bottom of it. However, you know, saying how just one day can... Have such a huge impact on on people's lives well
2: let's talk about just some recent examples because we get it all the time don't we yeah, yeah. that guy who literally became agoraphobic struggled to leave the house because of one day was it eight years ago what I'm
3: not sure. yeah well eight years ago yeah. whatever
2: but it was he was on the beach had a massive panic attack and then after that he starts against the point where he couldn't leave yeah. his house. But what
3: I thought was really interesting was that he said, I always had this, you know, we were on our holidays, so, you know, I was feeling really good, I was feeling really happy, and then a, and then we had a walk on the beach, and a panic attack came out of nowhere, and that's it. It stopped me in my tracks. I'm so scared of having another panic attack that I'm agoraphobic now and I don't leave the house. And And what we know, obviously, is that... A panic attack doesn't just come from anywhere, and, and it was interesting that in essence that was a bad day for him because he had that panic attack, and then that was it. Life kind of went on. But hold. that,
2: but that bad day has turned his life into a bad life because it's not like yeah, his house.
3: Yeah, absolutely, it has. However, it was really interesting, and, and I think this is both interesting, but for me and I, I'm sure for you as well, really frustrating. That nobody is taught. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we had this guide, this handbook in life that says? You know, if you had a panic attack and it was in this kind of a location, then it's potentially to do with this.
2: What, what you saying at that time, yeah. Yeah, and
3: what I mean by that is that we know that nobody has a panic attack out of the blue. So, we know that something on that beach, something he heard, something he smelled, something he thought about, something he saw something made took, him
2: feel in danger
3: and it did and it took him and, and he felt in danger and that is why I had a panic attack because obviously what is a panic attack it's there to give you a little warning that i don't feel safe and that i don't feel safe is because of something that has happened in my life before and, and, and that
2: could have been a, a loads of things i mean the obvious ones right the sea the sand obvious ones yeah. right but then you can go from some people that he saw you know, it could be... A
3: conversation he heard. Someone sat on the beach having a conversation. It
2: could conversation. be a deck chair, right? Yeah. It could be something... It could be a seagull. It could be something like that, but the obvious ones are... Sand yeah, ice but are. then,
3: obviously... So, first of all, a lot of people that have panic attacks then inhibit their life because they're frightened of panic attacks. And, obviously, we always say, look, you had a panic attack because you... Because you, of. you Something else. You felt that panic attack because your protection mechanism has kicked in. It's trying to protect you from something. So, they, so That's the important
2: you, thing. This, this distinction... It's you had a panic attack, not because, but because of, of
3: yeah, absolutely something else. And then obviously, so I, so as we're starting to discuss, and then he tells us about an incident years before where he's in a on a on a fishing boat, and he basically feels that his life's in danger. So well, now, it
2: got to the point where the boat was pretty much going to capsize, and then the absolute kicker here is that oh, and by the way, I can't swim. Can so you imagine being any, in that situation? But
3: is it any wonder that then? Anything to do with the ocean, the sound of it, to see it. Is bound to make your body go. Hang on a second. Last time I was anywhere near the ocean, my life. was in I danger. almost
2: died. I exactly. mean, let's be honest. If that if that boat would have capsized and they didn't have been it life vests, life vests, yeah, yeah, he would have died. Yeah, right. No, doubt, he would probably would have died. So what essentially, good, though, then? but then he's got on with his life. He's not been near the beach or the sea since. And I don't know how many years on it was. I'm sure. I'm thinking it was eight years, but maybe it's not. But but then he goes there, and then suddenly he gets this refresher.
3: His senses a stimulating. By all those yeah,
2: but he doesn't put two and two, he doesn't put that together because there was such a long time period in between where he didn't have any problems. But yeah, th-
3: but then again, going back to a bad day isn't a bad life and it shouldn't be. So, number one, had he dealt with the trauma from the fishing boats, then that would never have happened. So, that was obviously an unleft trauma. Yeah. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is that, had it, like I said, going back to this, if there was a guide for life, if there was a handbook that goes, okay, if you're having a panic attack and you're near the sea, have a think about anything at all in your life that's happened when you've been in the sea, seagulls, decades, and just prompted you. Then if in that moment, he'd have thought, oh gosh, I'm having a panic attack because I'm near the ocean. And then assured him, that, because first of all, he's got an answer, so he understands it. And secondly, he says to himself, ah, oh, but that was then and this is now. He would have got over that panic attack and he wouldn't, beca- he wouldn't today, agrophobic because of that incident. So I suppose the important thing is that, you know, you've got to understand that there is always a trigger. I mean, another one that I remember talking about agrophobia. And someone agoraphobia, agoraphobia someone not being able to leave the house. Uh, and I, you'll remember this: a lady that, that called Nicola from down south. Remember, she hadn't left a house for quite a number of years. And what was really tragic about this about Nicola's story was that somebody would come and collect her children, and she would look through the window as her children would be taken to school by somebody else. And all she wanted to do was take her children to school. I mean, how heartbreaking.
2: Yeah, but but it had gone beyond that, because it was like she could see the school from her house, and yet she couldn't take them to school. And she had, if you remember, that she had uh, bannisters all around the house because she struggled to walk. Do you remember? She, she'd been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and ME, and she was just struggling. That, again, no idea why. Because she couldn't leave the house, she had loads of therapists coming to see her in the house and it got to the point where they said look we can't do anything for you now he's you know you're just gonna have to live on medication that was it whereas this all started because of something that she'd not connected yeah
3: and, and obviously we went to see her at home because she couldn't leave the home but what i love about nicola now by the way is that obviously she's the, never in she's never home yeah. and not only she never yeah, home. she even
2: bought a horse i know didn't she? yeah but
3: but well. not only that But what I love is that I noticed that on social media, when we sort of chat with people or when we do our lives, she does connect with people and say, Nick can either help me and you can get over it. And with me, it was a complete and utter misunderstanding. I had one bad day and that one bad day was her. She'd taken her children to school. She's coming home and she feels a sensation that she'd not felt before in her legs. She didn't feel right. She felt faint. And then from that moment, she could not leave the house because she was frightened that she would put herself in danger if she did, that something bad was going to happen to her. That was it. And then we come along 10 years later and go, okay, so let's talk about that day. Now, she, because of all the symptoms, she was having the symptoms treated and she was given labels such as chronic fatigue and depression and and other uh, sort of labels, really. But that was labelling the, the symptoms and even, she, in fairness, even she had no clue what the cause was and it was only because of our, because we've done this so many times in the way we questioned it. I asked it, that the question, did you have
2: anything for breakfast that day? And that who, was it. Who yeah. would
3: think that that one line, did you have anything for breakfast that day, would, would not just help but cure somebody of 10 years of agoraphobia? And it was just literally that one line, because she said that she didn't feel right. And then because she, you know, now she then realised what happened that day. She took her children to school. She's coming home in the car. She feels faint. She assumes something bad's going to happen, which we then discovered because she'd already told us when we arrived a bit about her life, because we asked her to do a timeline that we knew that her father had passed away in similar circumstances and having a a strange sensation. So she has this strange sensation. Her brain is going, okay, high alert, high alert. Dad had this sensation, and sadly, he passed away. So that means that I'm potentially in danger. So suddenly, leaving the home, going outside to prevent that feeling and that possibility of any danger, she understandably locks herself in the house. So when we said to her, but what did you have for breakfast? She realised the reason she felt faint was... Because
2: she had nothing should, to write. I, I mean, it's when you, look, when you look back, it's it's just ridiculous. simple, but in in but in the moment, Well, yeah. do you know what? As I always say, that anything can be massively complicated or incredibly simple, and always choose simple. And I mean, she was she was. I did. The... That's why I'm with you,
3: darling.
2: <laughs> hey, that's a good hey. But if yeah. I. <laughs> Woohoo! That's the, first it's the first time you've cracked a joke, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was just going to say when, <laughs> uh, just mentioning Nicola in a car, because obviously I love cars. When we went to, I just remember in Florida, uh, Ripley's believe it or not, mm. uh, they had a car made out of matchsticks. Do you I remember? remember. Have you remember seeing that? I yeah. like, incredible. It was yeah. like a Rolls Royce out of matchsticks. It was but, super, yeah. Uh, apparently, there was, uh, there was a car that came for sale recently in America, a wooden car, and it had wooden wheels, a wooden engine, but it wouldn't go. Oh,
3: yeah, I should know. You're just jealous, aren't you? Because I actually cracked yeah. the line that was really yeah. funny and very natural, and you had to shoot. Well, I'm getting. I'm,
2: well, yeah, I just feel like that. That <laughs> I did you about the angry pancake? It just it got so angry it flipped. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Not so problem. so yes. going back to uh, so finding out what is wrong with you, the simple solution is a timeline.
3: Yeah, and, and not I, and not to look too deeply either. I say, if, oh, uh, Nicholas Solution, yeah. uh, you know, it was so, it was just considering the scenario, understanding a bit about life. And and obviously we had that background because we asked to complete the timeline. And obviously the, the, the chap that we were talking about, that was during a yeah. conversation. Yeah, but but had he completed a timeline, we would have seen that. And, and even him writing a timeline, he would have probably, writing that timeline going... Ocean. I had a bad experience in a, in a boat on the sea, and then I was stood by the sea and had a panic attack. If he'd have actually written that down and written it on a timeline, he probably would have noticed that connection. But well, he wouldn't
2: have gone into that detail, I don't think. Maybe not because he because he's wrapped up in it. Because we, you know, we we, we had a lady recently who uh, who had a fear of vomit and metaphobia. And she actually did a timeline and we looked at the timeline and it was so obvious, right, how she got this fear, right? Because obviously, you know, no one's born with any uh, phobias. And, and, And she showed me the timeline and she said, do you think there's anything on that that could have caused it? And I'm like... Are you not seeing that little bit there? Uh, and, but it's funny because when you're caught, you caught up in something, yeah. you just can't see beyond it. That's
3: that statement about uh, you can't see the wood for the trees, I guess. That's very true. But I, yeah, totally, because when you're embroiled in something, it's, I suppose it's like when you have a problem. You know, you, you have a problem and it seems huge, and then but then a friend yeah. tells you about their problem that they think is really huge and you can see a simple solution. So I think, really, a third-party it's always really helpful in helping you to find. So I think you. I think a, you an need. Yeah, view. but if
2: you if you complete a timeline and then take it to a therapist, or just take it to your best friend and say, "Look, what can you see there?" Because they will see something different. Yeah. Because you know we all see the world through different eyes yeah. based on our own experiences.
3: But you know what I love about our timeline is that obviously you write down all your negative events, but also those positive things that you've done, because we always have a positive and a negative. So you, you write your timeline from when you were born to the present day. So like for me, it'd be from the age of zero to today, 23 years of age, and then have everything in between. And uh, i you pick up on that.
2: And um, so I'll let, I I, I, I let it go because only because I was thinking about positive things, right? And one thing that I love and, I, and what I lo- love about this, I've thought of a really clever joke, but it might be too, you might not get it because it's uh, Are you trying to
3: say, "Batman."
2: Uh, well, well, like, should, should I run it by you? Yeah, yeah. right.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature.
4: Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
2: Come on. We, as you know, that our house is 800 years old. So it's a medieval home, and we've got a suit of armor. And I love our suit of armor. I
3: do
2: too. Uh, what I thought of is the fact that I wanted to go out on my own one night and leave you in, and you're like, "Yeah, but Nick, I want to go with you." And I'm going, "Look, you know that suit of armor. You've not polished it for ages. <laughs> you don't know what it's going to, clueless." <laughs> So, I'm saying, look, I'm going for a night out. You're going to stay in and polish the armour because you've always wanted a night in shining armour.
1: <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> Brilliant, shit. isn't it?
2: I tell you what.
3: I can't believe it. I can't.
2: Get, can I, get I, to I it? went into too much detail explaining it because I was unsure whether you get it.
3: I can never get that time back yes. in my life now. You've just wasted about <laughs> 13 minutes of my life on but, a really right okay. joke. But
2: going back to. Right. We are We're socially conditioned, and this is one of my bugbears here, right? We're socially conditioned not to talk about things that we've achieved, mm. right? Well, you've and, already, and, to- you've and, already and
3: this told talked about
2: your dusty trumpet. Well, well, I'm going to go back to the trumpet because no one's blowing our trumpet. We should, you know, we've got to blow our own. And the reason why this is relevant, because you can have... I mean, obviously anyone in a job, they, they might have 20, 30 tasks in a day, but let's, let's just say there's 10 things that you have to do. And they go, right, at the beginning of the day, right, I've got these 10 things to do. And you'll have an idea of what the outcome's going to be like. Well, let's say three of them, unbelievable. You did it better than you ever thought you possible. Mm-hmm. Six of them were okay, what you expected. One goes horribly wrong, right? At the end of the day... What we should be doing is going, those three that I just they were amazing. I did three things, incredible. But no, we don't do that. We go, that one that went wrong. Oh. So true. Yeah, and, and you go to bed thinking about that one. And and not only do you like focus on it when you're asleep, you wake up in the morning and go, Oh, that thing that I did wrong yesterday. What about the nine things that were great? Yeah. What about the three that are exceptional? Yeah. Maybe. And and if we don't celebrate our achievements, right, let's not say, let's not I uh, feel guilty about that because no one's ever told you to do it, right? You've been now. told, now Yeah, well, well as from today, you've got no excuses. <laughs> Prior to today, you're all right. But, but no one's told you, you've been told the opposite. Don't brag about your achievements, don't blow your trumpet. So what we're saying is now, look, if you do 10 things in a day and one goes horribly wrong, right, okay, you'll get it right next time. But you did three that were... Incredible, right? Those—that's what you focus on. Those three and the six that were okay.
3: Yeah, but you know what? And and I've I've got to say, I'm not I'm not the biggest Shakespeare fan. In that, not not because I don't think he's probably an amazing writer, but I just sometimes got a lot of fans. It's just a bit heavy. It's just a bit heavy. Like Hunter's doing. Hunter's doing Shakespeare at school at the moment, and he's doing Romeo and Juliet. Now looking at the book, and he's asking me things and helping him to translate the the old English language. It's challenging, but my point is, I'm going off a bit now, so I'm going like you. Are. Uh, yeah but yeah, But Shakespeare said something along the lines of nothing is good or bad, only thinking makes it so.
2: Absolutely right. And I
3: think that is so spot on, because going back to your analogy, right, nothing is good or bad, only think it makes it so. In essence, you've done nine things correctly, three of which have been, like, fantastic, and you dwell on what you consider the bad, but... Nothing good or bad, only thinking makes it so. Number one, the first thing I'd say is, look, nine things went incredibly well. So that's the first thing. But also, that one thing that went wrong, actually... You say that, but what you've done is you've learned how not to do something, or you've learned, you've still got some sort of a result. Our biggest lessons
2: are learned from mistakes.
3: Completely. And then there's that beautiful sense of achievement when something didn't go quite the way you wanted. And then that day, that moment when, and it happens, you know, so people that, I mean, I've got to be honest, I passed my driving test first time. I wonder how many many times did it take you, Nick? I
2: don't know. Well, once, twice. I don't know, that's like you bring it up. uh, That's sort of like the elephant in the room, isn't it? (laughs) Is it? But it's funny enough, actually, because uh, uh, one of my friends, Matt, I actually bought him an elephant for his room. And he said, thanks, Nick, that's amazing. I said, don't mention it.
3: Anyway,
2: just in case you've forgotten. Yeah, uh, actually, I passed my test on the third time. Yeah, just like, oh,
3: really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, but 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 re- realistically, uh, yeah, sorry, right. I'm not bothered up, about but, it. But, but just I'm guessing that when you did pass your driving test the third time, yes. after I passed my first, um, yeah. But I bet it was—it felt really good, didn't it? Because And it probably felt better passing it a third time, potentially, than it would the first. You know, because I passed my driving test and it was like, great, I've got no, no references, but you've got a reference what it feels like to fail miserably at your driving test. <laughs>
2: I didn't actually fail miserably, that's the, that's the thing. But yeah, no, I I'm get it. Teasing. I get um, it. It's but, yeah, all right, but yeah, but
3: it is about nothing good or bad, only thinking makes it so. But you know how you can make that 10th thing that you consider a failure, you know you can make it positive because you just had those magic words of ours, but luckily at the end of it. So, you know, that one thing went wrong, but luckily nine things went absolutely top and I smashed it. So, yeah. all, all is good. But I think that if we dwell on that one, if we dwell on the bad situations, if we dwell on the the people that we do It to anger and oh, resentment. I mean, there is nothing Just worse. Just like the
2: angry pancake. Yeah. So <laughs> you should
3: have saved that joke and
2: then it was No, it's not good. I've revisited it. The angry pancake is, yeah, it flipped. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, but it's like you know, it's. I, I think a saying that I like is that you know when you hate s- somebody, and uh, and a lot of people they do go through life because somebody's done them a disservice, somebody's been unkind, somebody's done something to them, and then that person might not even be a part of their life anymore. It might be an ex-partner, usually or not. Somebody that you worked with, and, and like I say, usually they're not. And then you know these people go through life hating like hating with a passion that person from the past or that ex-partner. And there is a saying, and I think it's so, so true and so prevalent that Hating Poignant,
2: you mean, not prevalent. Poignant,
3: yeah. yeah this, all is, right. this, 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 is, this is my... This is
2: why you need me to correct you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I've got it. No, I, I could have thought
3: of another word. Yeah,
2: so it's like drinking poison and expecting them to die. There you go. That's,
3: that's exactly what you're saying, it. yeah. That's exactly yeah, of it. it is. So, and so, the fact so... of
2: the matter is, right, what, whatever they've done to you, if they've not turned up on your doorstep by now, rang the bell or knocked the door, whichever it might be, and said, I'm really sorry for what I did. If that's not happened, it's never going to happen. No. So and move yeah, on. Yeah, yes.
3: they might not be a part of your life, but number one, you're carrying them around with you. And then on top of that, you you know, it's like you, you drinking the poison... Because you're the one that gets yeah. the, the effects of that um, and, and feels bad about they, it. They don't know. So, again, find a but luckily to go with that. You know, that person was a part of my life, but luckily they're not anymore. Or that person was a part of my life, but luckily it's taught me not to be so gullible in the future. Or, but luckily it shows what a kind person I am because I tolerated them for such a long time. But even, even I tell you another one that's a really um, wasted emotion and that's uh, guilt in that you know like you might feel guilty about doing something in the past or, or, or that you did something wrong but equally if if you didn't know what the outcome was going to be you would never you wouldn't have done it. it you know so yeah why would you yeah. I mean, obviously the only time you should feel guilty is if you do something in malice on purpose because that's not fair you should never try and hurt anyone but any in all
2: day. the people we've ever spoken to i've never known anyone who said yeah i did it out of Hundred percent malice because yeah. I wanted someone to suffer. No one's ever said that.
3: And then regret is an Yeah, one. No one Don't said regret that. either. Yeah. Because you know, if because a lot of people will say to us won't they that they really regret not having done something sooner. Well, it's never too late. You know, you can you can always change your life, you can always have a fresh start. But regret, you know, regret about that that one bad day, you know, going back to bad day isn't A, a bad, bad life, life. as you said. But then let's look at those bad days that we've had and the great things that have come from those bad days. Because like how often have we heard of people saying, Well, this happened, but luckily because that happened. Loads of times. I mean I'm a great example Loads. of that. Look at You're a good me, example of everything, I me, really, <laughs> you, I mean, have, you are you, you are the have biggest so, project. You have so fallen on your feet. Um, <laughs>
2: what to be able to test all my theories on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but
3: the fact that me, I had this terrible day. So there I am. I'm like twenty-one years of age, in this brand new job with a lot of responsibility. And they gave me a company car and I was there trying to pretend at 21 to be like a really big grown-up when realistically I kind of felt a bit like I was treading water because I felt like... You had imposter syndrome, didn't you? I did have imposter syndrome, but I felt like a little girl in a grown-up world. And you said about imposter syndrome, so I believed that i just got the job by fluke as opposed to what the reality was and that was that, you know, I had quite a few interviews to get that job. But, you know, there I am, 21, big responsible job, beautiful brand, I mean, literally brand new company car, and my car gets stolen. I'm out on a business meeting, my car gets stolen. And that, to me, was like... Oh my God! What worst are they? Thing, going to, it was you're the going to lose worst. Your job, yeah, they're going to think really badly of me. Then any chance of getting, sort of getting uh, higher up the ladder in this company, they're going to think I'm just incompetent. In, in that
2: situation, you, that's when you really needed a knight in shining armor. Let's be honest. Yeah,
3: and there he was. Yeah it was you yeah, yeah. It was, yeah
2: i know you don't have to stay in and polish anything no
3: <laughs> thank god um but yeah you know that day my if i if my ca- to, the truth is actually if my car hadn't been stolen that day then i wouldn't have come to your office you couldn't have been my knight in shining armor yeah. and now you wouldn't be the luckiest man in the world with the beautiful wife on your hand who's significantly younger than you
2: okay well but equally <laughs> right, but on another story do you remember when our leg broke a leg yes so yeah. she, she, oh, she hang, on, just, hang on, hang on,
3: rewind. Which time she's done it twice? Oh yeah, then. yeah, yeah. First
2: or second? Uh, we're going to go with the second one here, right? Oh, because okay. she'd just done two years uh, at University of Oxford. She's going back for a final year. Breaks her leg, oh, the and then leg. she's no, in... it
3: was she done, she done her first year.
2: Oh, was that the first time she broke the leg? No. I can't remember. She's no, no
3: she done her first year at uni, and then it was in the summer holidays. We were going to a wedding. Yes, and on the so way sorry, to the one, wedding, yeah, yeah, yeah. she broke her leg.
2: So, and then it was like, do I go to university with a with a cast on my leg and crutches? But bear in mind that at Oxford, you've got to be on, you know, most of the time, a lecture, she's on a bike.
3: Yeah, I mean, she really tried hard, to she? So she's there in a the cast and she rang the uni and said, this is my situation, I'm due to come back in September, I've got my leg in a cast. And they just basically said to her, listen, don't come back, take a year out. And I remember... That she was so stay, devastated. Yeah, she one of the worst days of, of her life. She said, that, "I can't Mom, believe it. Dad, they year. don't want me back." Yeah, she said, "One of yeah. the worst days of my life." Yeah, they don't want me back. Um, that's it. And then, and then, even if I do go back, I'm going to lose all my all the friends that I had within my year. And she went on and on, and but then had to reluctantly agree, having because we took her to Oxford and went right. Come on, let's go. Let's see if you can manage. Whether you could get around, and she had to, she had to she admit defeat yeah? in in that. And so she had that year out, which she now says was one of the best things that ever happened to her in her life on so many <clears> levels. <throat> you know, the fact that she came to work with us for a year and got a full year of of, of work experience coupled with lots of travel because we obviously she she was able to get around, do a lot, some traveling. She then so the
2: worst possible thing became the best possible thing. Was, and yeah. just from from our own personal point of view, Eva, we've we've had. Quite a few years where people have said to us, you need to do a podcast. Yes. And we're like, I never have the time for one. Mm. And then, you know, lockdown, worst thing ever for for a lot of people. And we said, oh, great time to do a podcast. Mm. And we did the podcast. It's one of the best things I've ever done.
3: And love it, it! I absolutely love it too. I've got to, it. Had it not
2: been for it, lockdown, probably not happened.
3: No, it, yeah. Do you know what? You're absolutely right. It probably wouldn't. And I must tell you, this is going to make you laugh a little bit. Go on. Um, but Hunter, I asked him the same question. I said to him um, a little while ago, "Tell me about anything that's been like a really bad day for you." And it turned out to be actually one of the best days. And he said at one of our workshops that he had to um, he had to dress up as a gorilla at one of our workshops yeah. and they didn't want to do it because he felt so nervous and now, and it turned out that doing that and stepping outside of his comfort zone gave him such a boost of confidence that now he just, it just helps him he realises that you can have a laugh and you, you can be out in public and in front of people and, and it's great fun because he'd had a...
2: So it, was... Do you know what? There's nothing better than having a laugh and there's nothing better than having a laugh at yourself. If you can laugh at yourself, you don't have any worries, yeah. honestly.
3: So I think we're pretty... Unanimous
2: in our thoughts that... Yeah, a bad day does not equal a bad life. Well, we'll be here at the same time, same place, next week. So in the meantime, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it right now so you don't miss out on making a change in your life. And as always, please leave us a rating and a review, you know, whichever you want to do, but make sure it's always five star and... (laughs) laughing at either you you, You get very excited well I get excited about five star reviews Uh,
3: but but do keep in touch with us on Facebook The Speakmans Official Instagram at The Speakmans or Twitter the underscore Speakmans And, and do let us know you know what would you like us to talk you through is there a big change you've recently made in your life we'd absolutely love to share your story on this podcast so do use the hashtag making the change Thank you to our producer Anushka Tate for Orion Publishing Limited and, of course, to you for listening. So until next time, keep making the change.
1: Bye. Bye.
3: This podcast is not a substitute for medical or psychological intervention nor is the content intended to replace therapy or medical help or advice.
2: We would therefore always strongly encourage you to speak with your doctor or a health professional about how you are feeling and also to inquire about counselling or therapy.